Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 216. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we stare into the middle distance and ask, is this all there is? No, you guys, this isn't all there is. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad. And what there is is a fantastic episode of Fake the Nation waiting for you. The question is, is rationality overrated? That is what we're going to be answering today with my esteemed panelists. Let's get started with topic number one. We're going to talk about rationality. And to talk about this, I am joined by comedian John F. O'Donnell. Hi, John. Hey, Nagin. And I'm joined by Joyelle Johnson. Hey, Joyelle. Hey, boo. So the question is, is rationality overrated? What if the irrational option is sometimes better? Uh, we actually read a piece in Vox by Seagal Samuel, um, and he wrote a, reported on research that shows sometimes people do uh, the rational, people choose the rational choice because the rational thing would violate something we value more, something like that being annoying. Um, for example, like, is it rational to correct someone's grammar? Yes, it is. It's rational. Is it dickish? Yes, it is. It's <laughs> dickish. Uh, so first off, your general reactions to the piece and what is your relationship with rationality? I have a, I come from a very long line of people who correct people's grammar in <laughs> in public situations. <laughs> and I realize that that is an asshole move. But I like when people do it to me because <laughs> I don't want to be sounding crazy in these streets. 
So I, I, I can usually feel somebody out of whether or not they would like to be corrected. And I only allow people in my life that are okay with being corrected in public. That is my rationale. And um, yeah, that's my answer to that. <laughs> John F. O'Donnell. Well, I found the, I found the article really interesting. I don't know if I was totally able to uh, wrap my head around all of it. Um, but my understanding is that it's become associated now that the rational mind is sort of is more connected with sort of like self-interest and being pragmatic and stuff like that, where it's where it's like, oh, but the reasonable mind is more connected with sort of a broader sort of like social obligation or social norms. Like, for example, the rational mind would be like, oh, hey, yeah, like, why should I, you know, pay John for his stand-up special when I can just figure out a way to get it for free or listen to it streaming. But the reasonable mind would be like, oh, I should support somebody in what they're sort of doing. You know what I mean? I guess that would be right, the right. difference. But I think also that the rational, what rational compared to reasonable is changed meanings. Like the rational at one point meant like, okay, yeah, it's rational to make sure you get things that benefit you, but you also realize that your benefit is connected with the benefit of other people. Uh, so there's a reasonable element to it. But now in our culture, it's thought of like this rugged individualism, like only our, only our, our rationality is this very narrow thing, almost like a very like Ayn Rand style kind of like self-interest at the expense of everybody else compared to being reasonable, which is like cutting your own self off at the knees. Is that what it is? Um, Can I be rational and point out that I think her name is Ayn Rand and not <laughs> Ayn Rand? <laughs> totally. And can I be... Yeah, you can. That was also... <laughs> That was a couple levels above grammar dickish. You know what I mean? And uh, I like that. Also, yeah, I've never finished reading any of those fucking books, you know? No, nor have I. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong about the You're totally right. Um, Did you guys, by the way, ever see that quote she said about Native Americans? What? The quote that she said about Native Americans. No, what is it? Do tell. Yeah, I'm not going to say it out loud, but uh, you guys should look that up afterwards. It is. Wait, what is the spirit of the quote? Uh, basically that racism well beyond that basically <laughs> being like they deserved to be genocided because they couldn't keep it from happening that's like the objectivity oh that's her oh. that's her hot rationality take. to a fucking horrendous degree right that's her hot take yes that's like kanye west levels of slavery was a choice i'm yeah. here for it Right, right, so right, the right. fact, Nagin, right. that you know how to pronounce her name properly really is part of the problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get out of that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay, so in this piece, um, there were some some key findings about this. First, that reasonable people up appear to be less selfish than rational people, which I think is something you were basically getting at, John F. O'Donnell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, do we support John F. O'Donnell by buying one of his albums? Um, a reasonable person would be like, yeah, I want to. So I'm not selfish. I want to support him and whatever, you know. Um, but a rational person would be like, no, he fucking this is his career path. He chose it. It's his own fucking problem. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> Wait, uh, no. Yeah. So. That? So billionaires are rational and poor people are reasonable. Is that, is, Pretty is much. That the answer. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
It's gross yeah. because I'm basically saying if you want to make money, be rational, which is be horrible. Rational. And yeah. I don't you have to be because it's the it's I feel like it's a Jeff Bezos type of thing where you don't get to be a billionaire by using your products to help your employees. Like that's not that's not gonna happen. You gotta sell right. the products. Yeah. So it's like to be able to get to be a billionaire, you have to not have whatever the the sensitivities that the reasonable people have. Right. You gotta be able to be, you know, able to a get dick. straight to that. You gotta be a dick. You yeah, yeah, you, dick you have to look at to situations in, ter- in terms of numbers, which I think is what rationality yes. sort of implies. You look at people yeah. and their needs and stuff like that. It's just yes. categories and numbers and, you know, indices. It's yes. not. Um, and we, yes. we talked about this in a previous episode that Jeff Bezos could still be a billionaire, pay all of his workers a middle class salary, provide them health care. And a motherfucking pension. And again, he would still be a fucking billionaire. He would just be a slightly smaller billionaire, right? But he he um, wouldn't have got to be a billionaire if he was like that. If he believed in things like that, he would not have gotten to be the billionaire to be able to pay off all the people's I don't, money. I don't believe... I, I, I want to know. I, I, in my hopeful state, I don't believe that. In a hopeful state, I don't believe that. Yeah, so I don't know. Be a billionaire. Well, you look at the, the CEO of Chobani... And I don't know. I don't think he's a billionaire, but I, he's a really he's like a hundred millionaire. By the way, being a hundred millionaire or whatever is fantastic. You know, like <laughs> you, you, you brought the yogurt money company for generations. <laughs> Did you just do a plug for a yogurt company? <laughs> <laughs> do you think? No, I know. No, I only mentioned him because, and and I don't have any current news on Joe Body, but like last year, I read a piece about him. And he helps refugees and he helps immigrant families and he's very good to his workers. And he's create apparently again, I this is I'm like I'm like remembering an article I read a year ago. But apparently he's very good to his employees and he's still really fucking rich and he made a product that people like to eat. Well, guess um, what, Nagin? Yeah. Guess what, Nagin? That's why he's a hundred millionaire and not a billionaire. And not a all right? billionaire. <laughs> That's why he's not in the big the boys club, boys. okay? Yes. Because he's here giving right. money to refugees. Hello, refugees don't eat yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> refugees don't deserve refugees. yogurt. If they deserve yogurt, they'd have yogurt. Ask Ayn Rind, whatever, however you fucking say her name. Ayn. <laughs> Ayn. Okay, let me mention. And I, I just want to say, Please. I feel like I'm going to take a stab that men are more rational and women are more reasonable. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yes. Joyelle? Well, I'll tell you what. I've been what? donating money all over the place to, like, venues and shit. I don't have any money coming in, so who's <laughs> rational now, huh? <laughs> and last time I checked, I vaguely resemble a man. So, uh, Wait, can I just point out <laughs> the hilariousness that. of that, which is that... <laughs> We're we're as we record this, we're still in the middle of the global pandemic. I don't know when this segment is going to air, but as we record this, we're in like week three or something of sell, stay at home, and um, and I get emails all the time from people that are like, "Can you help this set of restaurant workers? Can you help this set of like hair salon workers? Can you help this set of you know barber? I mean, right? You guys are on those lists. You're getting those emails. Yeah. Can you help these artists? Can you help these theaters? And I will fucking pitch in. Every single time. And I like Aww. like all of us. I mean, and it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm doing better. I have health insurance. Like, I'm doing okay, right? Like, I, I, have a, I have a bit of a cushion. But I'm still one of these people whose majority of their work has been canceled. And it's so funny because this is it. This is not, it is not rational behavior, right? 
for me no. and you guys to be putting in $5 here and $20 there and whatever it is we're doing, it's not rational behavior because we don't have the money coming in necessarily. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm too rational for that. I haven't been doing that. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been sending out a lot of thoughts and prayers to people without <laughs> jobs because I don't have a job either. So <laughs> I have not been. been hey guys, this is the new. We Go have a GoFundMe based economy now. That's what the country I is. I can't do it. Oh God, <laughs> I need it's all ridiculous. My coins. The GoFundMe based uh, economy. Here's a, here's some more key findings from that piece. People who viewed themselves as reasonable shared significantly more than those who viewed themselves as rational. I think we just illustrated that with with uh, the donations we talked about. Um, in a okay, so they did this dictator game experiment, which I thought was interesting. And oh in yeah, a this part game, is interesting. Yeah, you're given money, uh, and you have to decide whether to give that money away or how much of it or whatever. Participants donated 5% more money if they were aiming to be reasonable. So if the goal was to be reasonable, then they ended up giving 5% more money. Um, But if the goal was to be rational, they gave less. No Uh, money. When participants were asked to recall a reasonable or rational action from their lives and then take part in the dictator game, it turned out that recalling a reasonable action um, meant that the offers were slightly higher uh, than if you were asked to recall a rational a- action. And then in 14% of participants in the rational condition wanted to donate nothing. Um, and only 9.5% of those in the reasonable condition did the same. Who the fuck so, in the reasonable condition donates nothing? What kind of monster is that? What are they like when they're in the rational frame of mind? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I know yeah. when to be reasonable and when to be rational. Nice. I've suffered through a couple of boyfriends who loved themselves as rational beings, right? They love to like talk about rationality. They love to sort of regurgitate philosophy classes they took as sophomore in college. You know what I mean? You know those guys? No. I dated two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Joyelle, have you dated a guy like that? Um, I've dated a bunch of trash, so probably <laughs> <laughs> lots of trash. But this is a particular type of guy. I feel like they really pride themselves on having had some sort of a you know higher education, and then they'll reference it a lot. They'll like re- remember writers and stuff like that, and bring it up and whatever. Ugh. And I find it frustrating. Anyway, so I, the last guy I dated um, before this new guy, he had a PhD and um, he was black. And what I found is you cannot tell a black man with a PhD anything. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> like, you can't tell that motherfucker the sky is blue. He will give you a rationale. On, or, well, the sky isn't really blue. It's actually a reflection of the shut up. Shut up. <laughs> So That's um, now I just got a dude who went to grad school. One grad school. I don't need multiple grad schools. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't if you ain't cutting somebody up in a surgery fucking OR, why are you a doctor? Ah. <laughs> you just read all the books. I Get like how you you have like a a, ma- a maximum uh, education level now. <laughs> I don't I don't need no PhDs. I'm, I'm going that. the other <laughs> way. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to find a woman who doesn't know how to read, you know, so (laughs) she can't fact check all the lies I'm going to throw at her, you know. (laughs) I just want to be able to freely lie to her and have her not be able to go on the Internet. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> but those dudes who with the with their graduate degrees or the whatever, like they can't their idea they're 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 not only like not reasonable, but they just completely lack compassion in regular little situations. Like it's I remember it. you know, this guy this one fucking guy, like on our firm, I mean, we dated like three dates or something and I don't even know why I gave him three, but like because on the first one, I mean, he fucking calculated to the dime what we each owed, Ugh, right? Yes. And I was like, we're in the new world order. Like, this is feminism. I'm okay with that. But I was just Ugh. like, it's so, it's not that it, it, forget feminism. It just looks, it feels selfish. It feels calculating. It feels like all of these things you don't want to experience on a date. You know what I mean? I'd rather yeah. be like, you know what? I'll fucking take it. So that at least there's a, sense here that we're in a community me and you at this table you know what i mean and that yeah i'll just take fucking pay for the bill like i don't want to do this calculation it is not what fun and dates are supposed to be like you know yeah, I mean? it's no, tacky. no yeah my rational guy would always remind me how much stuff costs he would always remind me how stuff Horrendous. costs train tickets from dc to new york he would always let me know how much the train ticket cost and all oh. that type of stuff so yeah Y'all rational dudes can kick rocks. Ugh. Um, if I were to, so I'm going to close on this question. If I were to ask you guys to, you can be um, a millionaire if you behave rationally from like now on. So you're not, you're not going to donate to venues. You're not going to do any of that, blah, blah, blah. You have to behave rationally and you will end up being a millionaire. Or you can be reasonable and compassionate and you will be a hundred thousandaire. What would you choose? Well, I know this is a ridiculous scenario, but go with me. <laughs> I'm I'm going to choose the millions of dollars because I have put in my dues as a black woman in America, and I've been reasonable <laughs> enough for 38 years. So I'm willing to be selfish as fuck to be a millionaire. <laughs> That's a, a, a hard keep to argue against. Amazon. <laughs> 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 keep my Amazon. <laughs> John well, F. O'Donnell. I guess I got to go the reverse. I'm a white man in America, so I'm <laughs> yeah, going to downgrade yeah. to the uh, 100,000 air situation because <laughs> I've just been coasting, you know? <laughs> And it's been You'll probably sweet. get some benefits because of your just status as a, as a, as a white guy. What's that? Along the way. Although, John F. O'Donnell, you could play, you know, you could play men the mental health card. Hell and yeah, say, dude. I've had, you know? Look, that's what I say. It's like, you know, I still have white privilege, but I have bipolar disorder. You know, I have a chronic mental illness. <laughs> so, like, the P in my privilege has been lowercased. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I'm not stupid. I know I'm not dealing with institutionalized racism, but I am dealing with institutionalized. I have been institutionalized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know. <laughs> oh, that was great. If that's yeah. not a joke, that should be a that fucking is. joke. That's, that's, that's got to be okay, a bit. That's I mean, great. that's got to be. Perfect. All right, you guys, I want the people of Faith the Nation to know where to follow you. Quickly, Joyelle, where do they follow you? Uh, Joyelle Nicole across all social media platforms. And John F. O'Donnell. You guys, I got a podcast called Take Your Pill Psychopath. Please check it out and join my newsletter. It makes me so happy. Uh, jfodnews.com. Would you rather be the most attractive person or the most intelligent? We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get to the bottom of that question. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app 
that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, educational app from Albania that uh, teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. are going to move on to the next topic. Um, and we're going to ask a couple of internal questions. And for this segment, I am joined by comedian Jenna Friedman. Hey, Jenna. Hey. And comedian Michael Cruz Kane. Hi, Michael. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have some eternal questions for you to ponder aloud. Let us riff on this first question. Would you rather be the most attractive person or the most intelligent person. Oh, wow. That's no contest for me. I'm going attractive all the way. Doy. What? No, no. Let, let me say this. I want the I want the intelligent people to be around, but I don't want to be the, I, like I want to I want them to do the intel the, the intelligent stuff. 
and I want to be the most attractive one because naturally I will be granted the mantle of leadership if I'm the most attractive. And the intelligent people are the ones who really have to do all the work. You know what I'm saying? I don't want the general intelligence to really fade. I want high general intelligence. I just don't want to have it. Like if I they see. reboot me, I want to be dumber than I am. Okay, but what benefit is that to you? To just um, I be think hot. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss until you die from it, and then you're dead. So the, the smarter you are, the more you have to be aware of, you know, ambient suffering. And I don't want that awareness. Um, Jenna, do you want to be intelligent or hot? Um, as a person who is hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think beautiful people. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so hard no, at that. Fine. You know I what, guys, if you face. don't know what Jenna Friedman looks like, she is hot. <laughs> um, I mean, the older you get, like, I'm a 37, so I feel like it's like, Oh, that's quirky that she has confidence. Um, <laughs> you're turning into dust in front of our eyes. But I will say that for women, it's very like, you know, like I I would so much rather be smart. There are so many types of intelligence. Like you could have the type of intelligence where like you don't have to do the annoying work and you can like, you know, be like a monk and just like be completely Zen in your intelligence and not have to worry about things. But but I, I, I would so much rather that. And I feel like if you're like, like, really hot like you can't go on a run I mean not like predators I'm gonna get in trouble but all women get murdered (laughs) but why would you want to add more attention to yourself you know what I mean and that's that is victim blaming (laughs) that is completely problematic but I just would rather look like neutral and um it would make me feel safer than than um than being like a like gorgeous as a woman is that weird is that a weird thing to say it's pretty problematic no i mean i think a lot of women probably feel that way or like i think a lot of women too are like oh i'm just walking down the street i fucking came out of the gym i look like shit how am i still getting cat calls you know what i mean like could i be i i think the interesting thing is that you're going to get I think even if you looked neutral, you're going to get. Of course you're going to get. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm not doing that. Of course you're going to get. You're going to get murdered. You're going to get cat calls. You're going to (laughs) get raped. (laughs) No matter what you look like. It has nothing to do with that. I don't don't understand. Do I have to be a woman in this scenario? No, you're you. No, you're you. Yeah, yeah. Then take away whatever intellect I have. Strip it down. Just unplug the whole system. Would I rather be a dumb, hot man? Sure. Yes, that's well, what I'm saying. Make me, make me stupider burned and at the Michael Cruz Kane is also arguing for the character of John Hamm on 30 Rock. If anybody remembers yeah, that character. I think about that all the time. He was dating Liz Lemon, and he's obviously a very hot man who I, I'm not going to hallway pass him, but he would shortlist a hallway pass. I dated a guy like that in real life. He was a doctor, and he had fallen off a roof because he just walked... <laughs> backwards and he Sorry. he was he had been a model and he was this beautiful man and he fell off like a fourth floor but he he was i met him after that he was fine, fine but he was moving something and he just fell off a fourth floor roof and but he had like a phd in psychology or something he's a doctor wait, <laughs> wait i don't, I don't you understand thought he what was you just d- told us all that you did was just give us a, a hardcore brag i don't know yeah. how i did a really dumb all. hot guy 
like John Ham. This but, hot doctor with a PhD no, used to be a model. Anyway, but he what was were we like, talking about? He was like John Ham's character <laughs> in the Thirty Rock. Yeah, because John Ham is a doctor in that I show, see. and he's right, only a doctor see. because he's like hot and everybody likes him, but he's not smart. Wait, do you sense okay. that? I mean, <laughs> but when you're taking like the board exams, you can't just be hot through the exam. I don't know what it wasn't like a MD. He had something. No, no, no. <laughs> he was John Hamm's character. This, just how briefly. long did this relationship last? It wasn't last. a relationship. Like, long... It was like I just dated him a little bit, like a couple dates for like a few dates or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. But were you like, this is making me want to kill myself, or were you like, I'm gonna let it drag on for another? No, date I didn't let it drag so on. Hot. He he was very very attractive, but he he was literally John Hamm's character in that Thirty Rock thing. I just. It, it was just a couple dates. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't. I didn't know that this was a thing where we could just talk about hot people we've dated. You, I wasn't aware. It, it's not, uh, Michael. Do you have any hot people you want you to go guys, in and throw into this conversation? Oh. Uh, well, um, my wife is a oh. could have been a model. So there it is. He's just winning wife points. That does nothing for the rest of us. She will by literally the way. never listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does everyone know that my husband does not listen to a word I say or do on anything? Your husband, <laughs> like, by the way, also hot. <laughs> Uh, Your husband they, is a hunk. Um, but he is not stupid. And that's what's really nice about that's him. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would rather be, I guess I'd, um, fuck, I, I would like to know what it feels like to just be Sophia Vargara, but just for like a day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to make a lifetime out of it. But I would like to, and it's funny, I saw her once. I saw her once. In front of a Trump hotel. <laughs> this was Is this going to be a story about how you dated Sophia? Vergara? <laughs> <laughs> no, she, I just walked by um, and she was standing there waiting for a car or something. And I was like, oh, bless New York for there not being a thousand paparazzi like right here, you know, cataloging her every move. But, uh, and I was just like, oh shit, in person, she's still one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. <laughs> like she is just like ridiculously smoking. And I was just like, what is that like? She was also wearing stilettos like on her day off, which I thought was just a slap in the face because Some I'm dressed like, down stilettos, yeah, like yeah, car- it, cargo it like shorts jeans, and stilettos. Yeah. It was like jeans, really tight jeans that looked fantastic on her and then stilettos. Um, but yeah, I just, I do wonder what it's like to be that just for a day. Um, but I think intelligence would be just really intelligent where you can just like, I, I always wonder what it's like to be one of those people that looks at like an LSAT or like an SAT or something. It's just like, yeah, these are all so like where you have a brain that can handle those things. Do you know that that's what I do? That that's, that, that is a job that I have. Oh, do you? Are you really? Yeah. Like I yes. did okay. At, I, did, I had a high SAT score, but I actually like took a, a two, I took a class first before I took the SAT. You know what I mean? Like it was, my brain is not, designed for those types of what are those those types of questions called like that type of learning or whatever logic games logic games yeah i'm i mean i'll i can do it i'm not a fucking idiot but like <laughs> i don't it's not natural to me basically and so i do wonder what it would be like to just see those things and be like naturally solve them or whatever that would be fun um I basically didn't answer the question. But don't you think, like, uh, aging women who are hot and then age, like, it's so hard for them? 
some of them age so well. Like two well, of I'm them. I'm assuming I get to retain my hotness my whole life long. Yeah, well, I, men I, do. I that you know, Paul men Newman, do. like men do, but like women, I mean, so few of them, if you've seen any of those like true Hollywood stories, end up like, okay. There's Sophia Loren, right. who's like timeless beauty. She's gorgeous. People like Christy Brinkley, I think, are like She's not even that old, though. It? She's like 50. Christy no, Brinkley's 29. I think she's like closer to 60. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I do think that's, I think the only way to do it is to Meryl Streep it and continuously be in the public eye so they can see the development of each wrinkle. Yeah, but she's also like an actress. She's not like uh, Giselle. You know what I mean? Just a beauty. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Streep's no, it's not like riding her. on her hotness. Hotness isn't what keeps her in the No, no, definitely not. But that said, she, I think she's quite beautiful and she has probably done a million things to her face and she looks great. Still, like she's done the most subtle work. <laughs> if she's done subtle work. If you're I don't listening, know. Meryl, congrats. Meryl, I think you're fantastic. Um, but give me a job. Um, <laughs> do you have that kind of power? Uh, it, okay, we're going to move on to another eternal question to round out this segment. Um, this is, it, it's a similar kind of like you just, you're stuck with a thing forever. If you had to pick one food to eat for the rest of your life, but you could only pick that one food, what would it be? Um, can I ask questions about the question? Yeah, like, please. Do, my, do I have to take into account whether this food is going to make me feel bad? Ooh. Yeah, like nutrients. Um, do you have to take nutrients into account? Okay, well, let's do a version where you do not have to take nutrients into account. Okay, it's probably going to be a cheeseburger. That's probably going to be just That's, a big, fat, sloppy cheeseburger with all the gross-ass juice just dripping all over me. Like you can picture yourself eating that forever? If if it would not kill me to do it, if it wouldn't give me like horrible diarrhea four times a day, then yes. <laughs> Jenna, what's your food? Ugh, I don't know. I think about that. I like maybe like a really good like brick oven pizza, like just like a Roberta's Ooh. or like a good pizza. Um, I'm one of these New Yorkers who secretly loves a deep dish pizza. Um, but don't tell anybody. You just uh, got yourself canceled. The you guys thing is I nothing. This is I cancellation. I don't, I don't even think that would be my food. I don't know. It's funny because I I go from like a nice, like like I, I, I feel such joy with like a nice Mediterranean dish of like, that's like a, you know, gyro and tabbouleh and hummus. And oh, if you then, could get like a meza plate, then you've got all your nutrition. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe <laughs> it's something like that. But but as as you said, cheeseburger, I was like, fuck, I think I could eat a cheeseburger every day of the, for the rest of my life. And I could probably eat a pizza every day. I mean, there's so many delicious things. But the meza plate... Yeah, it feels smart. a bit of a health issue as well if we wanted to go that route. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, we're just like, what? We're fucking having green shakes in a smoothies? Yeah. Yeah. The question almost has to be. It has to be like a green Irrespective smoothie. of Irrespect. the ramifications. It has to be. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. Also, the money, too. Like, if I was thinking of a specific cheeseburger, there's a restaurant in New York called The Little Owl where I could not afford to eat every day, but that's the cheeseburger that's in my mind. I've uh, I've never been. Is that something that go. I need to do? You got to go. It's so good. Um, the if it still exists after this, you got to go there. Okay. Aww. We're recording this uh, this segment during the uh, coronavirus. I don't know when you're going to hear it. Uh, Are you hopefully. planning on releasing it in like 2025? <laughs> <laughs> We're planning on releasing it at some point in the, in this fiscal quarter. But uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. 
Thank you for joining me for this segment on Eternal Questions. Michael, quickly, where do people find you? You can find me at Cruz Kane on Twitter. That's probably the spot. C-R-U-Z-K-A-Y-N-E. Jenna Friedman. I was just thinking about people. Yeah, if people like actually are still joining Twitter to listen to us. But um, yeah, it's, uh, or, or not listen, <laughs> sorry, see us. Uh, I'm off air deaf or blind. <laughs> it's been a long one. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Jenna Friedman, Jenna with one N, on Twitter, other places too. Great. Guys, follow everything that they do and say they're fantastic. Uh that is it for the show, you guys. I want to thank the production team here at Fake the Nation. That's our producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens. Gabby Alter wrote our theme music, and Lily Fleschler helps with research. And you guys, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, topics we should be chatting about, or guest ideas you might have, or, or recipes you think I should be making. I don't know. Leave us a voicemail, 347-770-4981, or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com. If you like what you hear, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find out about the show that's real. Thank you, guys, and until next week, goodbye. <laughs>